Hello guys, welcome to Overvolted, where our mantra is any machine can be a smoke machine if you run it wrong enough. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> I like it. That's not bad. <laughs> All right, we are joined today by Jim. All right, guys. And Matthew. Hi. And Aurelian. Hello. And we are going to jump right into the thick of it. Everyone may have seen already that we actually pulled the video that Jim released this week because, well, we'll let Jim explain it. Go on. Yeah, I made this video and uh, it was half and half. Some of it was half based on stuff we'll talk about later in the podcast, based on Igor's labs, uh, leaks on Ampere, the cooling system and stuff like that. So I did a bit of analysis on that and thought there's a lot of curiosity in that some stuff just didn't really add up so well. Uh, but the second half of the video was on what I called Big Navi information in air quotes, basically. And uh, as you can see, looking at the screen in brackets right next to that, I put salt required. Uh, I didn't really like this information a whole lot. However, there is enough there to just make me wonder about it. And so we can see on the screen, like, the die size, 514 square millimetres, is pretty close to what the TSMC guy said. 80 compute units, that is pretty much what everybody reckoned. I was, I actually said in this video that the 512-bit bus was my speculation, and not very many people were going with that. And then we had 16 gigabyte of VRAM at 20 gigabits per second. 400 watt TDP, and then... This thing, Titan tolerances for three code names and then the revision A1. And in actual fact, this Titan tolerances thing was something that made me just wonder even more because this is, this is engineering speak. And I have seen AMD engineers use this language on forums in the past. Uh, but as soon as, it was like, literally like an hour after I put the video up, I was contacted by somebody who absolutely knows. It's a person, I can't, I can't give too many details on who this is, but it's somebody who knows about these PCB type things. And this Titan tolerances for this, you know, these three things here, it just didn't really make sense based on what was told from this person. And they pre pretty much told me, look, you cannot believe this. You cannot believe this leak. So... I instantly, well, I went onto Twitter and said, I left a message on Twitter or sort of a tweet saying, don't, you know, just ignore the second half of the video. It's complete bullshit. And uh, then I noticed, <laughs> regardless of all the disclaimers that I put up, I said, look, these clock speeds look a little bit high and, you know, grain of salt. And I said that over and over. But then I started reading people talking about three gigahertz clock speeds. <laughs> <laughs> oh Christ, I'm going to have to pull this video just to nip it in the bud. If you had run it past us too, yeah, we would have been definitely a good sanity check for you. No, you did actually. You had a look at it and you said that you thought the clock speeds were too high. Yeah. Yeah. On, on the Discord. And Matthew, I think, was in agreement with that as well. And look, yeah, I was uh, in agreement yeah. with it as well. Yeah, I was in agreement that the clock speeds were just too high. I'm not showing the clock speeds here, but the clock speeds were given as... 2,760 megahertz. 
Yeah. It's just hard to tell with like new arcs because Vega's clock speeds went up pretty high compared to Polaris, even though it was on the same node. This is a point, Matthew. I was given I was giving you all these justifications. Yeah, I said. Yeah, look, I know. Look, I know. look at the PlayStation Five. It's two point two three gigahertz. Every every graphics card based on consoles have been twenty to twenty five percent faster than the actual consoles. And what happens when you add twenty five percent to two point two gigahertz? You're just over two thousand seven hundred sixty megahertz. So, I mean, I knew myself that the, the clock speeds were way too high, but I then justified it by saying, but what if that's just like, you know, a very, like a very short duration boost and the actual clock speeds are closer to 2.4, like the game clock, 2.5. And this is one of the things that I want to talk about here because I have got the type of mind that would be able to justify anything with enough analysis. And that's essentially what I kind of end up doing in these cases. I just look at, look, is this even possible? And it's funny because over at Reddit, somebody said the same thing. They said that these leaks or these uh, fakes are getting, you know, they're just getting that bit more believable. They're getting a bit more sophisticated. I mean, using language like this, tighten tolerances. This is somebody who I believe knows what they're talking about. Uh, and these code names. Now, obviously, when you get a code name like that, the first thing you do is you search for it. I found nothing on the first one. And on the second one, this D41711 XT, I found that Raw Game was actually, he had leaked something on Twitter. Uh, and then, in actual fact, after, I spoke to Raw Game on Discord after this, and he told me that those code names, the way that they were written, the way that uh, they were written on, in the video was exactly what he had found. Although, you know, the leakers on Twitter, the, the, when they're leaking stuff, they're not giving you the exact thing. You see Apisac doing that as well. Uh, you don't give them the exact strings so that nobody else... I mean, these guys, you know, <laughs> they want to be first to leak stuff. They don't want to give away, you know, all their code names so that other leakers can find out where they've been. And that's the kind of thing that they were doing. But Rogame told me that these three uh, strings that are written here were exactly how it was when he found them. And you cannot find any of these, or we thought we could not find any of these anywhere on Google. And then what happened, Matthew? When you and I were well, discussing I, it. You and I yeah, just started so discussing the Scotland Yard, the Scotland Yard reached out to me because I have a very uh, good detective <laughs> career. I've played all the Phoenix Wright games, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. Very, Sherlock very consults esteem. you, yeah, we know. Mm -hmm. And so, so, I, so I searched it again, and I was like, hmm, that's weird. Why is there this Thai reskin of youtube that links to igor's channel and someone and there's in this exact string of the xtxd whatever numbers thing and let me interrupt that, that you pops up let me interrupt you briefly there because when i searched for all these originally this result wasn't there yeah there was nothing yes. there. it was only these fake temp uh, mm -hmm. email things so the igor's lab result wasn't actually there for this string when and when i clicked on that link the I couldn't find I couldn't find what Google was talking about on there. I was like, huh, that's weird. Could this be a cached page? And sure enough, it was a cached page to one of Igor's Labs YouTube videos on this Thai reskin website. So then I went to Igor's channel. I found the video that was being like uh, embedded into the website, and I found the comment. And then I was like, okay, so this guy commented the exact string of what Rogame has, and he didn't make it public. Jim had it made it public 
until after this Eager's Labs video came out. Did Eager's Lab leak this? And he did. And we didn't know because it's in German. Yeah. And nobody noticed. And here's, so, and here's where this, get, this story yeah. gets interesting because, remember, in the video I said that the email came from a fake uh, a fake temporary email like service where they pretended it came from AMD semi-custom. But like I said, I mean, my brain will analyze anything and justify anything. So I'm thinking about this. I said, yeah, well, you know, if this is somebody really within AMD giving me this information, maybe they would just say AMD semi-custom rather than saying like Radeon Technologies Group or <laughs> you can literally justify anything if, if you want to. Uh, but as it turns out, this fake e this fake email service also had uh, it also had a link to the IP address that sent uh, that sent the email. And funnily enough, that IP address was from uh, Deutsche Telekom, Germany. So we now have German uh, website Eagles Lab, and uh, I mean nobody knew about it because it was all in German. Nobody knew about these unless you're you know you're German. And then I'd been sent an email from Germany, which again, I just simply justified as, well, if I was going to be using a service like that to leak information to a YouTuber, I would use my uh, VPN. Now, I wouldn't use my own, um, uh, my own IP address. I'd use my VPN. So why not choose one in Germany? Uh, and so it turns out that I mean, I don't know. Obviously, I've got a lot of detractors, yeah? And some of them will be German as well. And especially over at Reddit, you maybe see one or two. Uh, so we've got this German website, Igor's, Igor's uh, Lab, who leaked these code names. I've got a German IP address. And, you know, there's a motive there for some, some guys that just maybe don't like me enough. Uh, and that's probably exactly what it was. Because, you know, these guys, are, they're following the tech a lot. They're seeing all this stuff. Even stuff like Titan Tolerances, they've probably seen that. Like I said in the video, it's something that maybe Mark Papermaster said once or twice as well. It's an engineering term, but it's not one you hear a lot. Uh, if you were out to make mischief for me, then, you know, like it said, uh, the, guy, the other guy on Reddit said, they're getting a bit more sophisticated at doing it. But in this case, I was sure to label it with as many disclaimers as I could, literally before I even said the clock speed, I said, look, you know, I'm not sure I believe this. It's a little bit too good to be true. But uh, like I said, people started to get a little bit carried away. Uh, so I just decided to pull the video in the end. This information, some of it's true and some of it is false. I am not telling you anyone what's true and what's false, but you'll see. Um, and there's another thing that we talked about, Matthew, because if you want to, if you want to really... You know, give something that's just about realistic or reasonable. You, you give sort of like half, half the information true, half yeah. false, yeah? And that's yeah. pretty much what we've got here. Uh, one thing I will say, I was a little bit disappointed by one or two comments on the channel afterwards. And I mean, uh, Kirk, you can block out this, this guy's name, right? But here's one that says, let's question Jim for taking his latest video down. He needs to answer... Why upload something when you're not 100%? You either keep it up like a man or don't create the video in the first place. Simple as that. Needs to keep his integrity. Now, obviously, I get really pissed off with people when they start doing this, right? Um, but I simply said, like, the video was taken down because I was given clear, very clear evidence that the info was false. And uh, 
And to me, integrity would be removing false information before it can do lasting damage, not keeping it up and giving others the opportunity to call me out as clickbait and only in it for the money. And I worked days in that video. I made no money at all, which isn't actually true. I probably made about 15 bucks because it got to 7,000 views. That video would have hit 70,000 views like my last one did. Yeah. So essentially, I've cost myself probably 150 or so bucks, which maybe not be a huge amount of money, but <laughs> I would rather have it uh, than not. And this guy's talking to me about integrity for taking something down, which I knew was false. Yeah. Uh, well, that's the thing is when you look at actual like uh, published media and things like that, your big New York Times, that kind of thing, if they publish something that is later proven to be false, they retract the publication. They yeah. either delete the article or they modify it at the very beginning saying that this has been proven false, check here for the update, that kind of thing. We don't have the ability to do that on, on YouTube. YouTube. No, you just don't. The first thing I did was I pinned a comment and then I, I left a message. Nobody reads the comments. Nobody reads the comments, yeah. They don't and read the description. Exactly, yeah. Once it's up there on YouTube, if it's wrong, you just need to take it bloody well down so that you're not causing yep. any lasting damage. And that and I did it as quickly as I thought, you know, I really need to do this now. Um, yep, and then, in today's social media and whatnot environment, Removing your post when it's wrong is not only the only thing you can do, but it's also the appropriate thing to do. Yeah. This comment that this guy made, like, why upload something when you're not 100%? Uh, this is how I'm going to end on this topic. Had I followed that advice, then nobody would ever have known about the Epic Master Plan video where, you know, I started talking about chiplets. I was leaked the whole chiplet thing. Epic was being fabbed at TSMC. IO dies, uh, UMA or UMA. And this was nine months before Papermaster revealed it at Next Horizon in November. Back in February 2018, I leaked this stuff. If I am, you know, if I wasn't, I was not 100% on that information, obviously. You know, there's only a few people in the world that knew that. Um, but I had to trust my leaker. And then... They also wouldn't have got all the RTX stuff. Now, this was a big risk for me because, I mean, I was already, I already knew the chiplet stuff was real long, long before Papermaster was talking about it. But this RTX one, where, you know, people did, weren't sure if it was Ampere, they weren't sure if it was Turing, they didn't know if it was the 1100 series or the 2000 series. So basically, I got a hit and run, very similar to what this, this recent uh, video was. I call these hit and runs. Um, like these leaks because they just email me something and never say anything ever again or they make it so that they can't be contacted again. Uh, the Turing one, which is basically nailed, I nailed that, I got RTX uh, 2000 series and all that stuff. That was a big risk for me because I had no idea if that was true, but I decided to run with it because it felt right. Uh, these were all new sources and even the, the latest thing about the Intel DG2 and where they're fabbing their stuff. Again, a new source. I'm not 100% on it, but I'm fairly confident in it. And that's why I decided to to run with it. Um, Hang on, that's my leak, though. That is partly yours as well. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah got I get same, half the credit. Yeah, we've got the same source on that one. And, well, we know who that source is, so that one was yes. very believable anyway. 
Um, on this one, though, there was just too much there that I didn't really feel confident about. So I stuck the, I stuck the disclaimers up. And, you know, people need to realize that I'm taking a big risk with all this stuff. And I don't need to do it. I don't actually need to take those risks because, you know, I mean, there's no leak stuff in this video that I did two weeks ago, which is 74, 75,000 views. Yeah. I can just speculate and people are going to watch it in large numbers. The leaks are risky because I'm hoping the person is giving it to me in you know, good faith. And yeah, they've got the same 75,000 views, but you know, I can do more, more of this stuff. The only people that are losing out of these uh, people giving me these false leaks are my viewers. And presumably, you know, whoever gave me this information is probably watching me. He probably hates my guts, yeah? But he still can't help but watch the videos anyway. Because why else? from RAMD. Possibly. Why else would they talk about a 512-bit boss? They, they must know that I am one of the very few going with that information. Um, and they also know that I am the type of person who is much more likely to fall for stuff like like this tight tolerances, yeah? That they wouldn't have known that I would have, you know, that would have piqued my interest. And then to talk about a silicon revision at the end, A1, what other YouTuber would even have bothered with that? But to me, it's like, ah, right, so now I'm getting information at the silicon level as well, and it kind of lines up with a lot of stuff, yeah? Uh, I mean, these people are simply ruining it for everybody. Yeah, and probably themselves because I'm quite certain that this person is watching the channel, even if he hates it. Uh, but what can you do? I mean, do I wait until do I wait until people you know prove themselves with leaks first of all? If I do that, somebody beats me to it. If I do that, maybe you know maybe you don't get those really awesome leaks that I got like last year and the year before. It's a hard one. It's a very difficult one to know what to do. And if somebody's out to get, I said this once before, I think, but if I had to, if I wanted to set up any major publication or YouTuber with information, I would be able to do it no problem whatsoever. It would be so believable and it would be so easy to do. Uh, well, one thing that we should also mention as well is we have to express our thanks to the leak that we did get that told us this was false. Yeah, yeah. That they had the, uh, I guess, um, concern and initiative yeah. to come out and actually correct this leak. Yeah. Fake leak. I mean, this guy, uh, you get different types of leakers and some of them are extremely paranoid. And that this does mean something to me because this guy is extremely paranoid, although he's got some very, very good information. I mean, the number of times I was told, you can't say this, you can't say this, you can't say this, because they're worried. See, see when you are a leaker, you're always worried and you, you read stuff and you hear stuff and you think, that's, that's information I know. What people think that, you know, does, does this link back to me? Is this too obvious now that I was the leaker? Yeah, but in reality, nobody's that smart to figure out that you <laughs> are the leaker. But if you've got that paranoid mindset, you do believe that, how you're watching through these things, you're like, oh my God, oh my God, this is like, this person is obviously, this is obviously me who has leaked this information, but nobody can figure it out, especially not it. Yeah. The likes of AMD, Intel, or NVIDIA, they haven't got a damn clue. Uh, and so we do want to actually extend that thanks for them sticking their neck out yeah. and correcting this uh, fake leak so that we can have at least not propagating 
wrong information. Exactly. So we definitely appreciate it. Exactly. And that was pretty much that for that. But I guess it'll lead us on nicely to the next part to talk about the information that was on Igor's lab. Yeah. Okay, there we are. Uh, is it fixed nope. now? No. Yep, it's still, still doing it. Uh, okay, so, and we totally just didn't have technical issues there. Don't worry about that cut. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, so, the, so this is what we would have talked about last week uh, about the, uh, in the podcast, if we had one. But anyways, so this cooler leaked, and uh, then eventually Igor's lab confirmed it. So this is probably going to be the final design or close to the final design of what we see in like the RTX 3080 or 3090 or whatever. Uh, and more on the SKU names later. But Igor confirmed that uh, this cooler is legit. He has sources. And uh, he also had some information about uh, <clears throat> the dies, like as in like the die names and uh, some configuration stuff. So GA102 is what they're going to be using for the top and uh, the top three end RTX 30 series GPUs, which he believes will be the 3090, the 3080 Ti or 3080 Super, and the 3080. So that seems pretty reasonable. 90 has usually been like dual GPU stuff, but they might reuse it uh, if they want to replace the Titan, which it seems like they're doing. Jim, you discussed this, right? Yeah. In your video. Yeah. So you're saying like they might. Uh, use 3090 if they feel like the Titan will lose. Yeah. Um, let's see. However, I uh, would say now that I don't feel there's much chance no. of NVIDIA losing. <laughs> no, I, I think NVIDIA will win. I was yeah. going to say, like, a lot of these leaks that we're going to discuss, I think a lot of them are wrong. I think, in fact, I, I just going off on a tangent here that I'll go back to later, I think pretty much all of the leaks that we've seen are wrong. Anyways, uh, but some of this could be true. Uh, in respect to the uh, the memory configuration. Now, the thing is, Igor is saying 10, 10 gigabytes for the 3080, 11 gigabytes for the 3080 Ti Super, and 24 for the uh, 3090 uh, Titan. <clears throat> but the problem is, the type of uh, memory he's saying is GDDR6X, which is not an official specification. Now, this could be a... Uh, like a thing like saying, oh, it's going to be really fast. But it, but it is true that this is not official. If his source is telling him GDDR6X, then that's really weird. Remember, we GDDR... had, remember Matthew, what? we had all this chat with the 5X when it came to Pascal and people were saying 5X. Yeah, I mean, but... I was one who said it. So I'm saying, you know, is 5X really going to be ready? The fact of the matter is Nvidia have got enough clout to push this, you know, to push the industry forward well, here. They did it, it with Micron, JDEC, yeah? Though. Yeah. It's JDEC, though. JDEC uh, had the 5X specification. It does not exist for 6X. Yeah. So It should have been. And that. also, yeah, it does exist for 5X. Yeah. It is on JDEC's website. Right. Uh, I, I've seen it. But uh, another thing is that I think it's Copite, one of the other leakers, yeah. uh, that he, he says, uh, he, he was saying something very similar for these GPUs. And I disagree with a lot of Copite stuff. So this makes me doubt that... Uh, that uh, Igor has the correct information here, despite his sources being very good. I'm sure he has the uh, the uh, analysis about the cooler correct, but when it comes to the actual GPUs themselves, I think there's a lot of uh, misinformation out there. Well, I'll tell you one I thing that I know, uh, <clears throat> and I can't tell you who it was that told me this, but apparently there is a 12 gigabyte card out there, Ampere card. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so, so that made that, me wonder a little bit as well. 
I wonder if, because here's the thing, there's a lot of people, a lot of decently credible people, and a lot of people being very confident in their leaks about this. Yeah. And I think they're all wrong. Do no, you, I, I, don't, could, I wouldn't could, go that far. What I would say is, I think they're going to be half right, half wrong, or maybe percentage that. right and a percentage wrong. I wouldn't go but as far I, as saying they're all wrong, though. I, I, I'm thinking that NVIDIA is doing some kind of disinformation campaign. It could well be, yeah. Because there's no way that everyone could be wrong. Because I went through, like, like last night, I, I I was talking to someone about how I think most of the leaks are wrong. And then I was like, wait a minute. I think all the leaks are wrong. Because I went through all the leaks. <laughs> and I was like, I don't agree with any of these. I do not like this 3090 idea at all. I just don't like it. I don't either. No. I don't like it anymore. No. Uh, any, but But this is old. What's new is Cortex, and this is a speculation video from Cortex. This is not like an actual leak, I don't think. Yeah. Not all of this anyway. Some of this is a leak. Not all of it is. But he has an interesting idea about what the 30 series can introduce. This ray tracing coprocessor, which is a thing that exists. Uh, there's even a patent out for it that you can read. Uh, we could put a link in the video description. I think he calls it Traversal. Yeah, Traversal coprocessor. That is the official name of it, too. That's what NVIDIA calls it. And his idea is that it would go on the back of the GPU PCB. I disagree with that, uh, but it could be on the graphics card itself, maybe on a daughter board or something on the other side of the GPU card. Sorry, the graphics card. Or it could be like some kind of like adding card that you put in somewhere else. But anyway, it's a very interesting idea because I was told by Supermicro that NVIDIA was saying that Ampere can be like specialized. So, so like, for example, the Ampere you see in the data center can have differences against the ampere that you see uh, for gaming and this this kind of fits in with that i just uh, kind of looked at that as meaning there's gonna be like a ton of the tensors or tensor stuff's going to be stripped out and it's going to have ray tracing but i mean i'm not sure about this whole traversal co-processor thing i mean i know to be honest with you I, there's don't there's no reason why nvidia couldn't do it uh, they certainly got I, the money and the engineering talent to do whatever they want it seems regarding graphics i just I just don't think so. But uh, it's like you said, it's, I don't think this was a leak uh, from Celso. Yeah, it's more of like speculation. Speculation, basically, yeah. But the thing is, it, this also solves an interesting conundrum that we have in the A100 GPU is that it has no ray tracing. As we know, the ray tracing cores are sort of like embedded with the with the SMs and the shaders. Yeah. Like it's not, it, it, like if you cut out SMs, you're going to naturally cut out uh, ray tracing uh, performance. So this is a way where they can uh, scale the shader count and the ray tracing performance independently. And then they could have the tensor cores on the GPU itself still, like we see with A100. All I know is that NVIDIA are going to be faster in ray tracing again. Yeah. By how well, much, I th I think I'm, so. not, I'm not entirely sure how much by, but uh, if they do have their own independent ray tracing coprocessor, then... It's just yet more proof of where you know the industry's going that way. There's no there's no question that's where the industry's going anyway. NVIDIA are the ones pushing it forward. And okay. if that's what they want to do, then that's what they you know, that's what the PC industry does and that's where it goes. And then you've got AMD doing their own thing on the game consoles and it's starting to look maybe like there's a bit of a split developing there. Uh, I, I think uh I I we should like summarize all these leaks at the once we get to this final one. And I'll give my opinion. But anyway, so we have this uh, this final leak from Igor that was made uh, today, actually. Uh, well, not today for you guys, but today for us. And he's saying that he has like the schedule for uh, for like the GPU and where it is right now. Yeah. So we have uh, 
So Igor says right now we are in design validation tests, which is going to last from this month into July. And then uh, it should launch in September, maybe. But mass production, he's, it seems he's pretty confident on starting in August. So September, October, I think, is what I've always yeah. been told as well. These are dates that I've heard from multiple sources. And it kind of ties in with Cyberpunk 2077 as well, which I am pretty certain. Oh, well, I'm not going to say it, but there's a fair chance that was delayed simply for NVIDIA's cards. <laughs> Let's be yeah, honest. I mean, yeah, well, uh, CD Projekt Red has worked with NVIDIA on Witcher 3 with the Hairworks thing. Yeah. And we uh, know that they're working with them on Cyberpunk 2077, yeah. Yes, yes, that has And we can be reasonably that certain that NVIDIA are going to crush AMD in this title. <laughs> I would say so. <laughs> yeah, I don't think, uh, by, I don't think actually Eager, is he leaking this or is it speculation? Either way, he he's probably, he probably knows what he's talking about. This, this sounds reasonable. September launch. Yeah, uh, yeah, I would, I would reckon that's about right. It wouldn't be far so, away. So overall, what we have here, when it comes to, I can't even remember the point that I was going to say, uh, when I was saying I was going to get back to something, I yeah. can't remember what that was, to be honest. We were just going to tie what? in, try and tie in all these leaks together. To be honest with you, all we really got is a bunch of pictures of the uh, heat sink and yeah. the, the, you know, the, the graphics card itself. I've got. I think that's the most trustworthy thing. I think that's the thing that we can all believe. <laughs> yeah, we can all believe that. I mean, yeah, it's just way too intricate to be fake, as yeah. well as the kind of revolutionary design. I mean, you know, we haven't seen a GPU with air being pulled in from the back of the card. <laughs> yeah. What I and, would say is, if all this stuff's true, and I mean, especially if Cortex is true with this uh, traversal co-processor, these cards are going to cost an absolute fortune. I mean, yeah. that cooling solution, dual PCBs perhaps, and I mean, NVIDIA wants to get paid, yeah? For you can guarantee that. Just how much are these going to cost? I wonder if they could put the, the coprocessor on like 12 slash 16 nanometers so it's a lot cheaper. Because if they're segmenting it, I mean, it's basically going to work like chiplets, where you can have one of the chiplets be on like a cheaper process, even if it's less dense. The thing about having a BVH or sorry, ray tracing on, on its own die, I don't see any reason why you wouldn't do that. We've already seen the, how Turing works and it is a sep. I mean, the ray tracing is a separate part of the process, yeah? And then you've, yeah. you've got the denoising at the end of it. There's no yeah. real need for that to be tied in uh, like on the cores, at the core level that I know about. Also, yeah. if you've uh, ray tracing also scales remarkably well with uh, multiple GPUs. So mm -hmm. it would be yet another way... Uh, of uh, increasing ray tracing performance just by simply throwing in more and more like uh, standalone ray tracing uh, chips. Into the return of multi-GPU? And it's all going to be ray tracing, ray tracing all the way. I mean, I would not be surprised at all if that is NVIDIA's plan. Um, and you know what? In a way, I hope it is because once again, they are the ones showing that they are really... I, th I think I'm more impressed with NVIDIA now than I have ever been. Yeah. They're just getting oh, better he, and better. And uh, I remember, I remember what I was gonna say. Uh huh. So, about the ray tracing performance, if it's like just so much faster, if it's like if they're like doing if if this coprocessing thing allows it to be like several times faster, then I don't really have a problem with the lack of support because if the performance is so good, then support will follow very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. For so sure. I think 
So I so I thought that uh they're falling behind in rasterization performance uh not. would be a problem. <laughs> but not but yeah, I know be. that's a, that's a, that's the thing. I I thought that maybe they would be falling behind because they're investing too much. Yeah. But it, it, but I think now that uh and it's not necessarily because of the speculation, but I think now that uh that Nvidia will have uh not only the ray tracing crown but also the rasterization crown yeah. as they've had. Yes. Uh I don't think RDNA 2 is going to be fast enough. You know, I actually you, think that Turing just didn't get the plaudits it deserved. I know that a lot of people I, slammed it as, you know, it's not ready for prime time and that's not real ray tracing. For a first effort, and if you look at some of the games, I think they've done a really, really good job of that. For a first effort, I, new technology? I mean, it it does kind of just work. All right, it's dog slow and... Uh, but, I mean, really, this next iteration is going to look pretty good, I think. I think from a consumer standpoint, you have to necessarily criticize Turing because it had so uh, such poor support and the performance wasn't very good. But with Ampere, if you can upgrade your ray tracing performance, I, I mean, like, that's not only a better long term solution, but that makes me more confident in the support that the uh, games will have for ray tracing. Yeah, especially with the consoles as well. Yeah, I think people are going to be pleasantly surprised at what NVIDIA gives us this uh, pleasantly surprised in everything except the prices i'm afraid yeah yeah i'm do probably thinking that get... they will do you think that they will keep the prices so high considering the current events the, the... yes yeah. yes yeah yeah maybe that's why they're getting a 3090 in there because a 3090 sounds like an excuse to bump a price up to maybe 1750 dollars or even close to 2000 without pushing mm -hmm. the 3080 ti that far and without bringing the titan down so that could be a new card for a new price bracket. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 1500 plus? Yeah, <laughs> I would think so. Uh, so I, I think we said everything that we wanted yeah. to? Yeah, we're done with this one now. All right, so this is, this is the leak that a lot of people uh, were talking about before, and then it's like kind of boring with all this impaired stuff. So Matisse 2 slash Matisse Refresh. Uh, it's listed on Amazon Italy. Uh, I would just like to say we talked Not about anymore. this. Oh, not anymore. Well, it was there. Yeah, but we talked about this in freaking April about a 3600 refresh and yeah, maybe other CPUs. That's true. We did we, actually mention that, didn't we? You said, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's the said. If the, when we said we got Matisse 2, we didn't know what it was. Our source didn't know exactly what it was. And immediately I said 3600 or 3600X refresh. I think Kirk mentioned and that one as well. You, you and yeah, Kirk were both yeah. the ones, yeah. We, we were also talking about like other CPUs that they could refresh. Now, I was wrong that I didn't think they would refresh any other CPUs, uh, but they are. They're going to refresh. Uh, the 3800XT is also on uh, a, a, a SKU that we're pretty sure is real. Uh, it doesn't seem to be on there. Uh, whether it's not listed because it's not real or because it's just not listed for some reason, we don't know. But I would just like to say, back in April, we called it. <laughs> but yeah. we did not get the leak. We did not get the leak about like the branding and stuff. That's uh, WCCF Tech. Yeah, so, yeah, all that. Props to them for getting. Was that. it WCCF that got the XT branding? Yeah, it yes, was it Hassan? Yes. Wasn't it that, Hassan? Got that, that yeah, that was like, and then that was like hours. I think that was right after Moore's Law's Dead's leak. That I can't remember which leak it was, but that leak was like right after a leak like the same day. Okay. Or something like that. Anyways. So th this has been an interesting launch, but it, it doesn't look that impressive. No, I'm not blown okay. away by it at least. But yeah, then the, again, the, we were never going to be. 
the base clocks I think have been bumped up. It's not on here. Yeah. But the boost clocks have been bumped up by 100 megahertz. We might see like faster RAM or fabric clock or something. I mean, it's just a refresh. Yeah. What are we expecting? Like 5% extra performance, probably? I think it'll be slightly better. Like you said, the boost, uh, sorry, the base clocks look like they're up a yeah. fair bit. Uh, that's going to make a difference in some things, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, look at the pricing, though. What was the pricing? I missed this one. Okay, now this is VAT included for Italy, but 285 euros for the 3600 XT, uh, 570 euros for the uh, 3900 XT. Mm. So that's going to be like, hopefully that will translate to original launch prices for the respective refresh SKUs. I mean, why, why are these prices so high? I don't really... It, well, it is VAT included. Yeah, but still, I mean, the, yeah. the whole point about technology is it's supposed to, you know, come down in price. And we know for a fact that 7 nanometers is a hell of a lot cheaper now than it was a year ago. Because that's just the way that it goes. I mean, this is a chance for AMD to maybe win a bit of a market share. Instead of that, you know, why... Well, hang on. This is one thing. Did you see Facebook? the most up-to-date uh, pass mark uh, market share? I didn't. It's like it's like fifty five Intel, forty five AMD. Seriously, yeah, AMD is like crushing Intel on DIY yeah. PC. I don't think they care about taking market share anymore. They because they already have it. I mean, I guess in a way that is the point here because it's all the OEM systems that are really giving yeah. Intel that massive market share. Mm -hmm. uh, that's and the very very low end stuff like your Pentium still sell by the barrel load. Um, so I guess, yeah, that's a fair enough point. And AMD are doing very well on the build-it-yourself crowd. Yeah, like, think about, like, uh, Passmark isn't exclusive to DIY PC people. A lot of DIY PC people are going to be using that, and that's what they're calculating based uh, with the market share. But but think about, like, people with laptops, people with desktops that are pre-built are going to be testing that. There's going to be mostly Intel. And then you have, like, this very, like, niche but almost entirely AMD crowd testing Passmark. Yeah. And they're at 45%. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, it's, it's not bad. Given... So that's why these aren't cheap. Yeah. You're also Intel's not going to see business machines running Passmark either. So there's a huge yeah, swath that, that, of that, Intel that market too. that's not mm -hmm. accounted for. Yeah. This is definitely more gamer enthusiast oriented statistics. Yeah. And so with that, we move on to the final. Is this the final part of this? Yes. Before we move on to the Q&D, right. Uh, I'll take off from Keller. here, I think, then. Jim Keller resigning from Intel effective immediately. And that was three days ago that this was uh, outed over at Anantech. Um Now, we know all about what Jim tends to do. Historically, I mean, he went to... He started off at AMD, or he didn't start there, but he was at AMD, and then where was it he went to after AMD? Was it Apple? No, Tesla. No, did you not go to Apple, then Tesla? Uh, no, I'm pretty sure it was straight to Tesla. Because he left AMD and he went, he left AMD No, no, I'm talking about, I'm talking about the first time, though, when he was at AMD. Oh, the first time? Yeah. Oh, I don't know about So was that. it, how did that work? Was it Keller was, uh, I think he, yeah, he was. He was at AMD, then he went to Apple to develop the A5, and then he went back to AMD, and then went to Tesla, and then went to, and then the last one was Intel. Yes. Yeah? So... And he only tends to spend two, three years maximum at any place. Uh, and obviously, you know, with the way things are going on at Intel, the internal politics and stuff, you're instantly just going to start thinking that this is all about Intel's internal politics. Uh, 
especially given some of the stuff I've heard. Um, but apparently, this is this is about and this is personal issues. It's was it outed exactly what it was? I don't want to see it, Matthew, unless there's. Oh, it's already public at this point, isn't it's it? An illness in the family. An illness in the yeah. family it was, right? Yeah, that's that's definitely public. So, um, and we've independently confirmed it too. Right? Yeah, we have independently confirmed that. So there is not. It does appear to be a family issue, and in all honesty, I would just leave it at that. He's going to be there for until for the next six months. What is it kind of like? Um, Consulting remotely or something? Right. Okay. And then afterwards, I guess we'll wait and see what happens then. Uh, but that is pretty much that news. Uh, there's no, there doesn't appear to be anything, no, anything untoward going on at Intel. Or yeah. there's been a reshuffle. Uh, people have have been moved up, and I think Raj's got some new thing. I can't can't exactly remember what it was, but yet another reshuffle at Intel because of this. And well, I think we we all say that we wish Jim the very best. Uh, you know, regardless if you're an AMD fanboy or an Intel fanboy. Yeah, or an AI fanboy, Jim Keller is really one of the true greats, and uh, it's sad that I, you know it's sad that this is this is happening uh, in his life. Uh, yeah, and I hope he stayed at Intel long enough for him to make a difference. I'm pretty sure he has done. Yeah, he must yeah. have done. Yeah, not not quite two years, but you know, yeah, he he could give at least some advice. Yeah. Uh, and he's in a, uh, a a consulting position for six months. Yeah, that's, he's still there, going to be there for six months. So Yeah, and he's also still presenting at Hot Chips, I believe. Yeah, I read that he was going to be doing that as well. I think Ian. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so we actually have quite a bit of time for some Q&A. We got through the impaired leaks pretty quickly. Yeah. We just railroaded through that. So this is our first question, uh, and this, is act this ties in beautifully to how we've scheduled this. Where will Jim Keller go next? Slash, where would you like Jim Keller to go? So I speculated in my singularity video. No, I didn't speculate. I said I would like to see him going to uh, Musk's uh, Neuralink, work on more AI-based stuff and more stuff based on around the brain. I don't know if that's really going to happen or not. I don't know if Neuralink are a big enough company yet. You know, Neuralink are the one that does the AI brain interface type thing. Um, I would like to see him get back with Musk, uh, but I don't think so. I'm not sure. Jim's I'd at like that stage. I think, yeah. I Maybe, yeah. I mean, it could happen. Yeah, it could happen. Because Nuvia is all the cool kids now. Yeah, there is quite that, a... That's where it's happening. Yeah, there is quite a few moved there and... There could be even more going, uh, well, that we know about from inside Intel. Yeah. No, but you, Kirk, uh, have you got any ideas of what of what you'd like to see from Taylor? I think he could make some pretty good inroads with AI chips and things like that. I think out of everyone that really needs the help the most, probably RTG. <laughs> yeah, he's not going to go back to AMD. No. <laughs> It depends on if they pay him enough. I mean, he's like, listen, I love fixing a problem, but this is even too big for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Are we not considering at all possibly that he would go to some future products that Google or Amazon are going? That's, That's an interesting idea. I can maybe. imagine him doing that. Google, maybe, maybe not so much Amazon, but Google, yeah. I actually believe that Jim is more into AI now than anything else. He seems to talk about it quite a quite a bit and. I think this is this might be where his heart is. 
Uh, and he, well, he doesn't need the money, so he can do whatever he damn well pleases. Yeah. And uh, if I were him, and that is how I felt about it, that's what I would do. I would just kick this, you know, <laughs> your, your x86 and your PCs and whatnot. I'd just kick that in the head and go do what I wanted at his stage of his life. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, next question. Let's see. So, uh, can you explain why consoles use GDDR memory exclusively while PCs use DDR uh, for the system and then GDDR with the GPU? And do you think we will see PCs with GDDR as an option? So, so there is a right answer to this, and it's because uh, for consoles, they use only GDDR because A, uh, they can design around its flaws, which is mainly latency. So it has very high bandwidth, but a very high amount of latency for RAM. And uh, PCs can't really handle that because they're so uh, customizable. With consoles, it's one thing. Uh, they don't have to worry about, uh, you know, like what CPU, what RAM, what this, that. They always know uh, what's going to happen. So they can design that around the latency pretty easily. On the PC, since it's just so much more customizable, uh, that's very difficult to do. So they would rather segment it. So the best RAM for your system is going to be your DDR. The best RAM for your GPU is going to be your GDDR. And... Uh, you also have to consider the fact that GPUs are like a drop-in thing. They're like basically putting in another PC into your your computer. So, uh, or rather another computer into your PC. So you can't, re- it's, it would be really weird to just like put in a GPU with no memory and then have it work off the system memory. Yeah. It's an That'd APU. Really <clears throat> yeah. Well, well, I would, not, that's well, like a reverse APU. I mean, yeah. <laughs> reverse hyper-threading. Uh, what I was, <laughs> was going to say was, obviously cost is a factor. And so many yes. like uh, PC CPUs, especially the higher end stuff, is based on like server type designs. And servers are not going to be slamming GDDR6 and stuff like that in there. The costs would be astrom- astronomical. Yeah. So... I mean, the cost will be rising anyway. The industry is going to GDS or a DDR5 pretty soon, I think. Um, well, don't GDDR traces also have something to do with it as well? Maybe. With their that complexity could be and stringent requirements. I mean, we saw with PCIe 4 all of the trace issues that came with that. Yeah. yeah. Just imagine if they had to deal with that with yeah. memory as well. Yeah. Oh, and use case? Like, the consoles are only going to do gaming. And gaming does need high bandwidth, but with the PC, uh, it's supposed to do a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, not everything's going to benefit from high bandwidth and be okay with higher latency. Yeah, that pretty so, much answers that one, I think. Oh, yeah. and wait, hang on. And then the last part of the question, do you think we'll see PCs with only GDDR? We actually already have an example of it, and it's terrible. It's the <laughs> Zubor Z+. Plus. Yeah. And uh, Digital Foundry did analysis on it. Nice Tech Tips did a video on it. And the performance is really bad. Uh, it's a, I believe it's a quad-core Zen Plus. It's either Zen or Zen Plus. I think it's probably Zen Plus. Was it based and on Zen? Was that not the previous technology? Yeah. It was Zen. No, no. This was 2017. Right, okay. Uh, so, so, but, but Zen, well, it wouldn't have been called Zen Plus, but it probably would have had the Zen Plus fixes. Because Zen is more like Zen minus, and Zen plus is more like Zen, yeah. if you get what I mean. Uh, all the Zen plus fixes were in everything that came after uh, Ryzen 1000. Threadripper had it, Epic had it, uh, uh, Raven Ridge had the fixes, 
only Ryzen 1000 did not have the Zen Plus fixes. And then Zen Plus also had the 12 nanometer node. Uh, anyways, uh, back on track. The performance was very low, uh, given the specifications for both the GPU and the CPU. Uh, and that's probably down to the fact that it's just not optimized for GDDR. I'm kind of surprised uh, and, that it was so bad, to be honest. Yeah, it, 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 even in Cinebench, it was really bad. So that, that could be down to like like clock speed That stuff. makes even less sense because we know that Cinebench yeah. doesn't really use RAM. Yeah, because it's almost, yeah, almost runs entirely out of L1 and L2 that, cache. That could be down to clock speed stuff. Yeah. But when it comes to, like, the like the games, I remember it being particularly bad. Thank you. Uh, okay, so I think we could even do more questions, can't we? Yeah, we could yeah, do let's, more questions. Let's, let's do this one here. Um, we have another podcast question from DieHarder86. Do you have contacts and fabs for MVME? Are there any new controller or chips coming out soon um as far as contacts i don't think we have any like leak contacts in nvme specifically no i don't certainly we're open to receiving you if anyone yeah. wants to volunteer i mean we'll keep you confidential don't worry <laughs> yeah. jim.parker at adoretv.com yeah that is yes. the address if you want to send me something of course after the recent shenanigans i'm probably going to wait until you prove yourself once before i yeah. use your information but you know <laughs> and as far as new controllers um the only thing i'm really aware of right now is samsung's 980 pro nvme drive it has sizes from 256 up to one terabyte but that's probably because 2-bit MLC 3D stacked VNAND uh, that's supposedly on a new controller that should see close to the theoretical max performance of PCIe 4, so about 7 gigabit or gigabytes per second, whatever, gigabit probably. So long as it's faster <laughs> than the PlayStation 5, that's all that matters. It'll, it'll <laughs> actually end up being faster than PlayStation 5, which is... Yeah, but will it be better? That's the question. <laughs> No, Minus because tech it tips won't got, have ray no. tracing, right? <laughs> Minus Tech Tips got in a lot of... He got in some hot water because he made fun of the PS5 SSD and he didn't know it was actually really good because he was only going by like the read and write speeds. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, let's do another question. I like this question. Uh, favorite console ever, favorite GPU ever, and favorite CPU. So do we all have favorite consoles? I, I actually I can, can start mm. this one. Maybe it'll lead everyone off. Okay. I think more for nostalgia, but the SNES. That's and a good one. It, I mean, it was, I had a Nintendo. And when we went up to the SNES at Christmas, it, we finally got a system that had better graphics, could do uh, a little bit better as far as worlds and things. I played Chrono Trigger to death on that thing. And it just had a, a lot of really monumental games that came out for it. And I think as a transition period, it was a really good console. I mean, PS2 to 3, 3 to 4, you know, not a whole lot to speak of there. There wasn't any real monumental things. But going from just an 8-bit Nintendo to the 16-bit SNES... Big difference. SNES for World's me as different. well. SNES for me as well because uh, I think that was the last piece of hardware that I actually impulse bought. And I said it in my uh, Life of Gaming video. I walked into the store and I saw F-Zero playing on the screen. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I walked mm-hmm. up, oh, yeah. I walked up to the console, picked up the controller, played it for five minutes, and I just bought the thing there and then. I just needed it. Yeah. So, because F Zero F Zero for the SNES was sort of kind of three D, wasn't it? Yeah, it's mode seven graphics it was called. This sort yeah. of pseudo three D, which worked really yeah. well. But for me, mm-hmm. as I said in that video, it was the sensation of speed. <laughs> the sensation uh-huh. of speed I have never seen like that before. Uh, I was going to say or since, but obviously since then it's been fine. Uh, but I've never, I'm I've never gonna... seen it before then, and it's such a great game, F Zero as well. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna reveal my age very well. If you don't know how old I am, <laughs> this answer is gonna give you <laughs> this. What I'm gonna say is gonna tell you. At so your baby for shower, you were given a PS4. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so my favorite handheld is is has to be the 3DS. That that's my favorite okay. because like the DS is really good, but since the uh, 3DS has backwards compatibility with it, is it for me it was it was great. And I even bought like the the refresh version with like the quad core CPU that only got like one exclusive or something. And then for actual like home console. Uh, my favorite, and I can't believe I'm gonna say this, but I think it's probably the Wii U. God, <laughs> I know it's that's all because like... of Breath of the Wild, right? No, Just I actually bought a Switch. I, I, uh, for the Wii U, well, a it's backwards compatible with all my Wii stuff. Yeah. Uh, I don't have it anymore. I gave it to my sister. I think she sold it. But anyways, but I had Mario Kart Eight. It had Nintendo Land, which is an awesome party game. That's that's a great party game. It had uh Pikmin Three, which I really liked. That had a very great mechanic with the gamepad. It's one of the very few games that actually did. Uh, what other games? The the WarioWare game I really like. That's that's a good party game. Uh, they gave out quite a few free games for that. I can't remember what other games I had. I had Scribblenauts. That was pretty good. That's on the PC now too. Yeah. So so that's not an exclusive. Uh, but overall, I really like the Wii U. Uh, I would say if I had to choose. Uh, or if I didn't ever have a Wii U, it would my answer would be a Wii, because because the Wii was like a large part of why I like the Wii U, because have because the Wii has games and the Wii U doesn't. Yeah, really? For me, it would be the Sega. I'm showing my oh. age, I force. The Mega Drive or the, the Mar- Genesis or the Genesis. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Be, oh, that's only because it was the first one I put my hands on, and I was hooked. <laughs> I mean, I had Sonic, afterwards. Right? Genesis yeah, does what Nintendo don't. Sega. I never owned the Genesis, so I can't say. But I went over to friends' houses, and they had the Genesis, and we'd play Sonic to death for sure. Yeah, yeah. But and I, I really I can't Sonic. name very many other games for the Genesis, if you think about it. It was the for me. It was Sonic. So yeah, yeah. We called it. Mean, that was uh, iconic. What, what I'm surprised is what surprised me was. Uh, Really, and we call this the Genesis, the Sega Mega Drive, not the Genesis, yeah? Yeah, Mega Drive. It was Mega Drive. Yeah. But now I Googled it to check the name, yeah. and I saw it was, it's at least called, in Wikipedia, it's called Genesis. I do remember it used, being called Mega Drive. Mega so Drive Mega outside Drive of yeah. North America, yeah. So the Americans yeah, yeah. called it Genesis, and we called it the Mega Drive. And yes, that was, you guys are weird. That was, of course, around the same time as the, the SNES, the Super Nintendo, and there was a big rivalry there between the two consoles, yes. if you remember. Yeah. 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 Sadly, you picked the wrong winner, really, because... It, <laughs> well, hang on. <laughs> Nintendo didn't win. Sony won. I think you're forgetting that part. <laughs> Sony didn't arrive in Well, I had the place... Yeah, what? What do you I mean? Many... <laughs> Sony absolutely... Sony d- destroyed Nintendo and Sega. <laughs> 
That is actually that is absolutely what happened. Do you not remember the Dreamcast GameCube? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I should try okay. teaching myself yeah, how to play many, Sonic. Many. Okay, okay. So other part of this question: favorite GPU ever? Uh, for me, oh, I don't think I. I think uh, I think it's a tie between my 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 first ever PC with the APU in it, the seventy six fifty K, and the first discrete GPU I got. Uh, for that PC, the R9 380. So my answer is the current one I'm running because it's obviously the fastest and best. <laughs> 2080 Ti? No, no. The, the, of the ones I've owned, you see. Oh. Like, uh, one of the... Well, what is it? One of the big jumps in graphics performance was when I bought a 5770 HD back in the day. I had two of those. And yeah, I got that and then the 6770 so that I can hand my 5770 to the wife and put in her computer and stuff. But um, I was kind of conservative on buying video cards back then. If it wasn't within that $150 range, I didn't buy it because it, it was more of an affordable thing because I was going to college. I was not yeah. able to pay for anything, right? I worked in a nonprofit back then. It was bad <laughs> yeah and so it, now i actually have a higher end card it, once again not sponsored i have the oris 1080 ti the 1080 ti yeah <laughs> yeah i not would sponsored. have i would have said the 5770 possibly now that you mentioned it because i had two of those and they were amazing little cards i really really enjoyed those and i also had two four 770s when I was running mm -hmm. Crossfire a lot then. However, I would say, I mean, I was kind of tempted to go with the 8800 GT, which is obviously a tremendous graphics card. That mm -hmm. is my favorite. And I this, had one of those uh, too. That's yours a favorite, really. I think everybody had one, apart from Matthew, who wasn't born. Yeah. I used it for <laughs> 10 years. I, I wonder why. <laughs> he, he was still using one of those uh, baby toys where you push buttons and it makes noise. <laughs> yeah. I had a netbook, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> I would say Remember my those? best graphics card ever was the 5850 that I had. And if you remember the gray screen of death that plagued those cards. Oh. Remember the gray I screen of death? I had a 5770, so I didn't have that problem. Yeah. Sorry. It was only the high end. <laughs> That's the first I've heard of this. I think it was the 5870 and the 5850 that suffered from the gray screen of death. And my first one <laughs> had the gray screen of death. But I got a, I got a replacement pretty quickly. And the 5850... And mostly because of iFinity, which was a real game changer for me. That I, was one of the reasons I liked it a lot too, yeah. is because you could hook up your iFinity display, whereas you had a limitation with the NVIDIA cards back then. Yeah. Well, they couldn't do it until they brought out Fermi second series, was it? Uh, the 500? Spe oh, that, that gives me a fun anecdotal story. I have a friend that ran Fermi in Crossfire and or SLI yeah yeah Nvidia marketing term <laughs> and he actually had discoloration and bubbling on his paint on his wall behind his computer <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised by that <laughs> the fair fair memes just keep on rolling so yes. Aurelian uh, you said the 8800 GT I guess yeah yeah that was my I mean I used it for 10 plus years seriously it it yep I use until last year. I mean, I bought in 2019, I bought my, I replaced it. So. And everybody else has died because of Bumpgate. <laughs> and yours lasted 10 yeah. years. Wow. Yep. 
That's something. Yep. Alright, so the last part of this question... Matthew, you there... didn't answer your question, did you? Uh, did what? You, yeah. I, no, yeah, yeah, I said, yeah, I did. I said my first ah. APU, 7650K, ah, and then right. my first GPU, R9380. Oh, yeah, yeah, my okay. Okay, so so final final question. Favorite CPU? Uh, that for me, it's got to be the R7 1700. I still 1700X for me. Yeah, I have a I have a story about that where I almost killed my CPU or not my <laughs> CPU, but I almost killed my entire PC building that system with a floppy drive connector. <laughs> Should I well, say it? Were, I were you loading that? Windows 10 off of your floppies? So what happened was okay. So so I was in a, a I was in a hurry to get this PC built because I was very excited. This was like the first good CPU I ever had, and uh, I had the power supply I chose very high power, uh, but it wasn't like exactly a good yeah PSU, and for some reason it had a floppy drive power connector on it yeah but it looks a lot like a fan header uh, not a fan <laughs> header but a fan plug yeah i know what you mean <laughs> so i plugged that into a fan header when i turned on the pc i saw a spark and then nothing so i thought i killed everything yeah but but then i had the genius idea to turn the power supply off and on again <laughs> i unplugged it from the fan header and it worked all of those parts still work, by the way. You're lucky, by All the way, because do. that would normally fry a motherboard with a bad power yes. supply. <laughs> I've done that, that plenty and, in the past with crappy power supply. Now, I actually did have to replace that power supply eventually because the power at the dorm that I was in at my first two semesters of college, uh, it, it, for some reason, the power supply just didn't like the electricity. So I got like a gold power supply, and I don't have to worry about floppy connectors anymore. Yeah. Once that again, power supply was from 2015. Yeah, get a UPS with Line Interactive. Just anyone out there. There's a lot of standby power supplies. Make sure it says Line Interactive and not standby. That will definitely not... help condition your power. Yes, yes. But that will not prevent you from plugging in a power a no. floppy connector into a fan header and killing your PC. No, I, I mean, if <laughs> you're an so idiot, don't do that. Nothing can help if you're an idiot. Wait, hang yeah. on, Jim. Hang on a minute. <laughs> I don't like the implication. <laughs> you you answer the question. What's your favorite CPU? I would say I have two that I can't choose between them being the Q6600 Intel. Oh, that's a good choice. And the Intel 2500K. Whoa, what are you, a shill? I would say, yes. yeah. Yes, he is. Yeah. I, today, I am a shill. Sponsored yeah. totally. <laughs> Sponsored by Intel today. <laughs> no, honestly, I would say the Q6600 probably was my favorite. CPU. No doubt the 2500K was an absolute beast and very, very well priced. But also my Q6600 was very well priced as well. I got that on a did deal. You not, 200 did pounds. you not have an Athlon? I had an Athlon 6000 Black Edition. I had an Athlon 4800 XP. 4800 plus XP. I had a K62 at 550 megahertz. And uh, what else did I have? I had a bunch of Pentiums as well. I had a Pentium 4, believe it or not. Oh, my God. I, I, I had the K62 500, and yeah. I overclocked it to 550. 550. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was burning fast. 10% <laughs> overclock, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. The, inter the integrated graphics in my first APU ran faster than that. Yeah. I mean, for, for my it. for my CPU history, I mean, I've always done more on the CPU side than GPU. Like I said, I had the 5770, 6770, those kinds of things, very mid-range. 
it's funny to think about now, $150 GPU being mid-range. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I, I would get these cheap GPUs because they would, you know, play World of Warcraft and StarCraft and Diablo and all those, you know, Blizzard games as well as you know, some of the more other games that I played. But they weren't very graphic intensive because I kind of like mm. the retro gaming. Yeah, But I would focus more on the CPU side of things. Like I upgraded from an Athlon to the E6600 yeah. when they first launched. And then I upgraded that to a Q6600 when that was available. I set on that Q6600 due to you know budget until I got a 3770K. And once again, top of the line desktop CPU. And yeah. then I got the 4770K and gave my wife the 3770K. And I stayed on that 4770K due to budget and marginal upgrades and be all the way up until Ryzen came out and I got that 1700X. And that was such a huge jump in performance. Yeah. The people that are still holding out on the 2500K, they don't know what is <laughs> they're missing yeah. out on. I mean, just yeah. changing the CPU to another four core with eight thread or something, or even just an i5 and, 8000 series or something you know, they would get such a phenomenal increase in performance that they just don't know the 2500k <laughs> was an amazing cpu but it, it was well past its best i mean five years has been past its best i would say yeah way past yeah. and uh, even with the 3900x right now uh, i still think that 1700x was a really good upgrade such a phenomenal jump forward well, the fact yeah, is you, you can now pick up a 3300X, which absolutely crushes the 2500K for like 120 bucks. So that pretty much yeah. says it all for that. If you're still on yeah. the 2500K, you really don't compute as much as you think you do. <laughs> yeah. Aurelian, what were you going to say? I would agree. I, I love the... I, I'm having home the 3700X, and I love it. Um, but my favorite processor ever not necessarily because at the time i was thinking about processors per se but it it is the one that introduced me to the world of i have not seen a computer before so it was a 286 i saw mm. at my mother's yeah. Uh, yeah. work uh, she had a, there was a workstation there and i don't know why i was visiting her and they i don't remember she gave me a game to play was it minesweeper or pac-man something i don't remember yeah and i was mesmerized it it is what when I saw it I was thinking oh my, I want to do the, I want to be somehow involved with using these tools yeah one way or another so yeah I'm going melancholic on this so that would have been like eight either eight or sixteen megahertz probably as well it yeah it had this turbo button turbo button yeah I was gonna say amazing yeah. when you can just turbo your machine yeah. <laughs> but apparently the turbo made it slower in actual fact. Why? Yeah, I don't know, but apparently that's thermal, what it was. Yeah, the turbo actually throttling? slowed it down. I, I've no idea. I mean, you're gonna have to Google that one for a bit of uh, <laughs> to figure it out. But yeah, apparently I'm have to delve into the archives. Yeah, get a history book. Even with the 386s as well, that the, they often had turbos between 16 and 33. But for some reason, pressing turbo made the computer slower. At least that's what I, I mean, I read that. Maybe it's just one of those old wives' tales or an urban legend. <laughs> but, I think the wives' tale was that the turbo button did anything yeah. other than change the display because yeah. it seemed like a placebo button to me. Yeah, yeah. It's all it seemed I like. Could, I could believe that for sure. So that's the last question. That's the last question. Uh, do you have, want to have some weird questions from me? 
Just uh, one. Just, just one. Just the one. Pick the best okay. one. Uh, Save the rest on next simple. week. Hopefully this something one isn't simple. dark like the last time. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, something light. Something actually. House by the ocean or in the mountains? Mountains. Uh, Are we supposed to explain ourselves? I don't think we have to. Oh, that is a tough one. I kind of yeah. already live in the mountains, technically. The Appalachians are short, but they're mountains. I mean, imagine this. Don't imagine urbanized areas. So imagine like kind of very rural, very isolated place by the oh, ocean. Oh, but I don't want to get... In the mountains. I, don't I mean, get you have all the facilities I'm not talking about. You have all the comforts you want, but do you want to hear the ocean or do you want to smell the fresh air from the mountains? Do I want to get eaten by a mountain lion or do I want to drown... With I was thinking along those lines as well, Matthew, because I don't like heights, which is obviously up in the mountains, yeah? I've talked about well, this you before. Don't have to, I don't really like water beings. either. I don't like water either, to be honest. So. You live in a cave? I do like views, however. I do. And obviously, being a Scotsman, we've got plenty of mountains there as well. Uh, and we've got we're surrounded uh, by sea too. So You live in Sweden. you got plenty of mountains too. Yeah, there's plenty of mountains and sea in uh, Sweden as well. I would go for... If if we can truly get everything, including our ultra fast broadband and stuff like everything. that, both and live in yeah. Norway. <laughs> I'll take my chances with the mountain lion. Yeah, it's mountains hands down for me. Oh god, I still don't know. For me, it's difficult to pick. I wouldn't. Uh, I have. I grew up in the mountain, hence I when I hear the sea or the ocean, I love the sound. I love to sleep on that sound. But I miss the view in the mountain, so it's very hard for me if, to pick. If I had kids, which I don't, but if I did, I would choose mountains. And therefore, I will probably just go with the sea in this case. No, Jim, how could you? <laughs> Traitor. I've, I've got to. You know me, I'm the contrarian of the group. Broccoli and Pepsi not, and stuff. You are not welcome in the Mountain <laughs> Boys gang. Uh, honestly... Mountains would be mountains would be a good choice as well because yeah that that kind of scenery just looks absolutely incredible. All right, so that's it then. That's us. Yeah. Yep. Well, thank you guys for joining us for the podcast today. Be sure to hit that like, subscribe, and all the other stuff. Throw comments, of course, if you guys want to answer any of the questions we answered. Throw them in the comments below, and we will see you in the next one. Catch you later, guys. Three, two, one, stop.